This is called Parental Discretion Advised, renamed today as Plant Medicine, written October 5th, 2010, 11.24 p.m. I really had to go to the bathroom and I was sick of wearing that stupid orange t-shirt. I was mad. I was mad about everything. I was mad about everything that I thought was so important before June 9th. And by this time I hadn't bathed in almost 30 hours. I couldn't stand myself anymore. I thought my orange t-shirt might actually walk off of my body and have its own protest right there in the den. It was time to get out of the chair that I had spent the last eight hours in, and it was time to go to the bathroom. And I figured that I would take a shower while I was at it. I went into the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror for the first time since this had all happened. I didn't recognize myself. My facial muscles had settled into a position that they had never been in before. It was a cold and sad and angry face. It was a helpless face. It was an empty face. My hair was a rat's nest. My curly tendrils had turned into nappy knots. I didn't care though, nothing mattered. I took a shower and changed into a pair of dark blue jeans and a black tank top. Black felt appropriate. And I came back downstairs, but this time I went outside. It was a beautiful day, I had to admit it. It had rained on June 9th, appropriately so. But today the sun was shining. It was just before the heat wave that struck the nation. The weather was just right, but I only cared a little bit about the weather. Kesner was still dead. I sat on one of the lounge chairs on the patio. This is where I would spend the next eight hours and most of the remainder of the weekend. Soon Monet came out to join me. She had a can of Canada Dry in her hand. Monet. Monet and I have a bright, vibrant friendship, a really fun friendship. Monet and I became friends during her last week of seminary. She was in the class ahead of me. We had been friendly before that, but we became friends that last week. We later decided that it was for our own good. Had Monet and I been friends a minute sooner, either one of us would have graduated. Neither one of us would have graduated. Seriously, we have too much in common. God protected us from each other. Monet is a minister. Monet is a very gifted minister, gifted in preaching. She is wise. She is a deeply spiritual person. And when I'm preparing a sermon, I love talking out the scripture with Monet. She is always showing me something new in the text. She also has a health ministry. She's beautiful and strong, and throughout her career has led health initiatives in the church. One of the greatest gifts that she has ever given to me, though, was that she helped me to launch a project 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, called the Vagina Project. She was working for an historic Baptist church in Brooklyn and received a grant to promote HIV and AIDS awareness. Monet was the administrator of this grant, and she called me up one day and said, I want to get a group of women together. I want to make vaginas. I want to have a biblically-based conversation about sexuality, and I want you to be the facilitator. Of course, there's a backstory. During my first year of seminary, I was preparing to preach in the spring. This was going to be my trial sermon, and I was petrified. 
In order to prepare myself for this endeavor, I began to do a series of things that I had never done before. I danced on the liturgical dance team. I coached an intramural basketball team, and I performed in a play, The Vagina Monologues. In the last week before the play, the director asked the cast members to create a visual expression that captured the experience of being in the performance. These would be displayed on the board in the lobby on the night of the show. What should I do, I thought. I decided to go to Michael's craft store and buy a plastic frame for $8 and make a vagina. It was abstract, kind of looked like a flower or a butterfly. It was made out of silk flower petals, colorful feathers, and a little bit of fur. And I placed a peacock feather in the center. It's really pretty, the kind of thing you hang in your bedroom or on your bathroom wall. And after the play, I hung it on display. Well, the most interesting thing began to happen. First, Monet saw it, and she said, make me one. I want one. So I did. Then my friend Tasha said, I want one, and I want to make my own. Then Jesse, I want one, too, and I want to make my own. Then Maya, same thing. So you get the point. Different friends of mine wanted their own vagina flowers, and each time they would make one, it would be different. It would reflect their distinct style, how they felt about themselves as women. So Monet said, if we're going to talk about HIV and AIDS, we are going to make vaginas. We are going to build a Bible study around it, and we are going to talk about sexuality, and you are going to be the facilitator of this workshop. And we did it. And it was incredible. First with a group of college women, then with a group of women aged 30 to 60. We did the workshop in private homes. Even though this was a sponsored church event, Monet wanted to create an intimate and free atmosphere. And what came out of it was a project that was amazing, life-giving. In fact, one of the participants wrote an article about the experience in a magazine called Brown Eyes. She said the women there took turns expressing their passionate stories. These sisters were nurturing, intelligent women who were comfortable with themselves. We talked about our upbringing and how that played a definite role in how we express ourselves sexually, how culture and shame in families left us with too many painful secrets. We spoke of how the separation between sexuality and spirituality often leads to unhealthy suppression or expression, causing projection, that's when our folks' sexual depravity becomes projected onto us. We discuss the three women types that have been imposed onto us, the mammy figure, Sapphire, and Jezebel. I believe that becoming more involved in women's spirituality encourages us to appreciate more positive images of ourselves. This goes against all of our social conditioning. Our vaginas are to be recognized and held in the highest regard, first by us, then taught to whomever we choose to invite. We need to uphold and project healthier thoughts towards that part of our bodies, the place where life finally emerges. Our bodies are sacred, part of nature, and deserve to be loved and cared for as part of the divine. This is a quote by Yendis Nefer Adam in Brown Eyes Magazine, March 2009. Monet had taken my little underground ministry and had the audacity to go public with it. And after the last event with her church, there were a few materials left, and so I took the leftover frames, feather, and fur to Woman's Space, the leading provider of domestic violence services in New Jersey. 
We did the project there with a small group of domestic violence survivors. It was a beautiful night, a healing night. Thank you, Monet, for giving me the courage to violate expectation. So now you have a sense about Monet and our special fun friendship. She is wise, deep, bold, and gentle, and I am lucky to call her friend. And there we were, together at the country house. I was sitting miserably in a lounge chair on the patio, kind of like a rag doll, weak, sad, angry. And Monet joined me in a lounge chair next to me with a can of Canada Dry. By this time, everyone was busy doing something. Clay and Jesse had gone out to run errands. Andrea had a conference call for work. She also had taken over with phone duty and was managing my incoming phone calls. And Monet and I were just sitting outside, looking at the grass and the trees and the sky, not saying a whole lot, just sitting. Monet turned to me and said, you know, I feel like everybody here has a job. Clay and Jesse are running errands. Andrea is taking calls. And it's my job to sit here with you and be easy. In that moment, Monet unscrewed the top of the Canada dry can and pulled out a neatly rolled joint. And so we sat and smoked and we were easy together. We were silent mostly, calm, numb. But then I turned to her and I asked, will you sing to me? You see, there was this song that had been in my head all day. As much as I wanted to be like Job's wife, to curse God and die, I also didn't want God to forget about me. I felt like God had taken everything away from me. All I kept thinking was, please, God, please do not pass me by. Pass me not, Lord. Please pass me not. I hadn't communicated this. I had not communicated much of anything all day. But as Monet opened her mouth to sing, this is what came out. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. I breathed the words as she sang them. I breathed my desperate pleas to God. Please, God, please do not pass me by. Help my unbelief. Hear my humble cry. You took Kesner, you took him. While in others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Please, God, please do not pass me by. I was breathing these desperate pleas to God while she sang, please help me, please help my unbelief. That moment was so real, so authentic. I was at God's throne of mercy and for a moment while Monang sang to me, I did find sweet relief just for a moment while she sang. I sat and I cried and I breathed while my friend sang me a healing song. Thank you, Monet. So it's, um, mm, this one's making me a little teary, actually, thinking about this and the relationship that I have now with plants. Um, 
it occurs to me now that this was ceremony. Um, our so the joint <laughs> that Monet pulled out of her Canada Dry can was um, it was cannabis. It was marijuana, and I can remember for years being ashamed of that, uh, being ashamed that um, cannabis and marijuana is a part of my life um, because it, you know it has been labeled a drug, but. Um, as we are evolving as a society, as a world, as we um, are being introduced to different kinds of medicine, as my own journey has taken me to parts of the world where plants like cacao are used in ceremony to help to broaden our perspectives and heal our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls, my relationship and my thoughts and feelings about cannabis are changing, they're evolving. And so as I look back at that moment, my friend and I sitting outside in nature with the use of this beautiful plant that was there in that moment to provide comfort and to um, ease the difficult feelings. Also the use of song and silence. So we were sitting in silence and then out of the silence came song. Um, that is That is ceremony. That was a... Um, an invocation that was um, a healing moment. And um, I'm just so grateful for that, that I'm just so grateful for that moment in particular um, and, and that particular friend for being so open and creative and um, in touch with what was needed in that moment. I love you. <laughs>